So that's Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1, and it's page 542 of the Church Bibles. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behaviour, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Thanks, Megan. So we're continuing on in Proverbs uh, to chapter 9. Wisdom has built her house. She has set up at seven pillars. She has prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her servants and she calls from the highest point of the city. Let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, come, eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of insight. Whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through wisdom your days will be many and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. If you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. Folly is an unruly woman. She is simple and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling out to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, stolen water is sweet, food eaten in secret is delicious. But little do they know that the dead are there and her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Well, hi, 7pm. Uh, I'm not here very often, but if I haven't met you before, my name is Andrew. I'm one of the pastors here. It's great to be here at 7pm. I'm often at some of the other congregations, but it's a delight to be with you here this afternoon. You might want to turn your Bibles back to Proverbs chapter 1, and let's pray together as we come before our Heavenly Father. Proverbs chapter 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord. And so God, we pray that tonight you would help us to trust you more. That you'd help us to turn from our own wisdom 
the wisdom of our own eyes, to not lean on our own understanding, but instead trust in you, serving you and knowing that you will make our path straight. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the headline story in the news over the last few days has been a 21st birthday party. Our Premier Dominic Perrottet, uh, for his 21st birthday party, was fancy dress, and he chose to wear a Nazi uniform, which I'm sure we all agree is wrong, but not just wrong, but incredibly foolish. Incredibly foolish. To his credit, he's since repented and apologised and, and sought to make amends, but it is a terrible lack of judgment. If he had wisdom, he would have considered the situation. He would have had more empathy. He would have had more knowledge. He would have been able to have some foresight and see the consequences of his decision. But instead, he was incredibly foolish. And it's a reminder, isn't it, that we all need wisdom. We need wisdom. Because day by day, we are faced with hundreds of decisions that we have to make in our life. Who are we going to marry? What job are we going to take? How are we going to deal with that annoying neighbour? Uh, how should we spend our money? Should we buy that new phone? What should we binge watch on TV tonight? So many questions that we're faced, so many decisions, and we need wisdom. We need wisdom. The problem is there's so many Voices out there giving us their wisdom. There's life coaches and TikTok influencers and self-help books, which I do enjoy. Uh, there's blogs, there's podcasts, and it just gets overwhelming. We don't know who to listen to. And not just that, but a lot of the wisdom out there is, is inaccurate. It's not very reliable. It, it's been said that these days everyone has a megaphone, but not many people have a filter. It's a bit like that. So what wisdom should we listen to? Well, there is a wisdom, 7 p.m., that is deeper than all other wisdoms, that is beautiful, that is deeply practical, and is worth building your life on. And it's the wisdom of God. It's the wisdom of God. That's what we're going to see in the book of Proverbs Throughout this year, we're doing a bunch of one-off sermons on the book of Proverbs, and today we're in Proverbs chapter 1, and it begins, Proverbs chapter 1, it says, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Now, if you're familiar with your Bible, you know Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived in the Bible, in the Old Testament. He was a king who asked God for wisdom, and God gave it to him. He was wise. And we know from Proverbs 1 verse 1 that we're to read this book not as a random collection of sayings, but in the context of the story of God relating to his people. This is Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. And we are going to see in Proverbs 1, 1 to 7, what it looks like to have wisdom. I wish we could look at the whole book. There's so much in the book of Proverbs. It's deeply practical and we see wisdom applied in all areas of our life. How to be wise with our money how to be wise in our job, how to be wise in our sex life, how to be wise with our time management, how to be wise in our speech. We don't have time, but what I hope to do by looking at this prologue is equip us 
So you can go and read the rest of the book of Proverbs and see this theme of wisdom played out over and over again. So three questions for us tonight. What is wisdom? Where do we find it? And how do we grow in it? What is wisdom? Where do we find it? And how do we grow in it? Question number one, what is wisdom? Often we think it's about age. But I can tell you, there are plenty of people who are very old, but not very wise. I said that to 8am church this morning, and uh, a man got quite sassy with me, uh, very sassy with me, uh, telling me that I was uh, point, making a pointed comment at him. Uh, there, there are many people who are older who are very wise and who have interpreted their life experiences, but it doesn't necessarily guarantee that you'll be wise. And of course, there are many young people who are incredibly wise. It's got nothing to do with intelligence. You can have a PhD and be very foolish. No offense to those of you who have PhDs. Now, here's what I think wisdom is. Wisdom is the skill of living well in God's good creation. Wisdom is the skill of living well in God's good creation. I don't normally title my sermons, but I've titled this one, How to Win at Life. How to win at life. I don't mean that if you're a Christian, everything's going to go well for you and everything's going to be successful. But the wise life is the good life. It is living well. Living well. It's an art. It's a skill. Have a look at what Proverbs says. Verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight. Wisdom starts with being insightful, with seeing things as they truly are, seeing the true nature of a situation, being insightful. I'm sure you have friends or family just like that. But it doesn't stop there because it's not just knowing things. It's knowing what to do with that knowledge. It's applying that insight. It's applying that knowledge. As someone said to me this morning, knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. See, that's, that's wisdom. It's the difference to knowledge. It's taking what you know, it's taking your knowledge and living well in light of it, making practical choices. So look at verse 3. Verse 3. For receiving instruction and prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair. That's the wise life. It results in living well, in, in good works, in obeying God and living a right life, a just life, a fair life. Do you remember in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve were tempted to sin? Do you remember why they were tempted? They thought that if they ate the fruit, it would make them wise. Of course, it, it actually made them foolish. Sin. They were looking for wisdom outside of God. But true wisdom is actually found in serving God, in godly living, in obeying Him. See, Proverbs, it's not a how-to book. It's a how-to-be book. It's about your character. 
about your godliness, which, which flows into godly good works. Keeps going on, verse 4. Look at verse 4. For giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. What does prudence mean? It's a bit of an old school word. Uh, prudence means being shrewd or being cunning or being street smart. <laughs> you know, knowing how to be tactical in life, knowing how to live well. Discretion. There, second half of verse 4, it's, it's knowing that when, when, you, when a problem comes your way, rather than, rather than rushing in and doing something rash and making mistakes, it's, it's being able to consider it, consider a situation and handle that problem well. I'm sure you have many problems that are constantly coming on your plate. How to deal with a toxic workplace, how to raise a difficult child, how to live with an awful sickness, how to navigate a painful breakup. So many problems and discernment is knowing, okay, how do I, how do I navigate? How, how do I tactically live and make the right decisions through this circumstance I find myself in? And that's why we, we need wisdom because the Bible is filled with God's commands and it's relevant in every situation. But the Bible doesn't explicitly uh, mention our immediate circumstances all the time. It doesn't tell us what you should binge watch on Netflix tonight. For those situations, you actually need wisdom, informed by the Scriptures, but wisdom. That's wisdom. It's, it's, it's the art of living well. I wonder if you've heard uh, of chat CG, PT, you heard about that? Everyone's been talking about this uh, artificial intelligence chat room um, where you can talk to uh, you can talk to this bot and ask them to do any ask it to do anything or ask it to write an essay for you or write a play or answer your question and, and it puts together coherent answers and people are going nuts about this thing and it's pretty cool and also pretty freaky but actually it's not wisdom it's not wise. It's artificial intelligence that's processing millions of bits of data in the right way and being able to put them together properly. It's not wise. Wisdom is more than knowledge. It's the art. It's the skill of living well, having discretion, bearing fruit in good works. And it's living well in God's good creation. That's important. As followers of Jesus, we believe that this world is not just random. This world is not just random. It's not just an accident. There is meaning. There is order. There is purpose because God made it. And so wisdom is, is examining the world, examining how God has put things together and saying, well, how do I live in light of it? That's why there's some proverbs that get you to just examine the world. There's some that say things like, consider the ant. Just, just examine the ant. Examine how God made it. Tim Keller says this. He says, Wisdom is competence with regards to the realities of life. It's competence with regards to how life really works. See what it is? It's looking at the way God has made the world, the order. And yes, the order is corrupted by sin, but there's still order. And it's living in light of how God made it. It's seeing things as God sees it. And that's why it's the good life. 
Because it's the life God made us to live. It's the best life. Proverbs talks about how wisdom leads to flourishing. Flourishing in our productivity, in our financial health, in our protection from temptation, in our joy. It leads to flourishing workplaces and governments and families and friendships and neighbourhoods. Wisdom is the good life. So let me ask you, are you wise? Are you wise? Here's a better question. Are you pursuing wisdom? Are you pursuing wisdom by the grace of God? Because actually, it's a lifelong pursuit. You see the next verse, verse 5. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. I love that. It's saying to the wise, hey, wise people, get wiser. (laughs) Hey, discerning people, add to your discernment. It's a lifelong pursuit. So are you pursuing wisdom in the power of God? That's a great goal for 2023 if you haven't done your New Year's resolutions. That's our first question, what is wisdom? Our second question, where do we find it? Where do we find it? In a way, I think everyone has the ability to be wise. God's given everyone the ability to to, to analyze and and read things well. I watched a YouTube video recently of a a young male who thought it would be a good idea, he was live streaming it, thought it would be a good idea to light a firework in his bedroom. Uh, It's a great video, you should watch it. Um, I mean, besides him, the rest of us all know that that is not going to end up well. We've all got that wisdom. You don't need God to know that that is a foolish decision, right? Because God's given in his common grace all of us that kind of wisdom, common sense. And so it's good to read books. It's good to study. Uh, It's good to engage your brain in your workplace. But the Bible says true wisdom begins with God. True wisdom begins with God. Look at verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Or our second reading, Proverbs 9, verse 10. It's up on the screen. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You want to be wise? Fear God. Now, what does that mean, fear God? It sounds a bit like a bad thing, doesn't it? And it's true, there is a kind of fear that is bad, a fear of terror, terror that someone might hurt you. But the fear here is a positive fear. It's a joyful fear. It's standing in awe of God for who he is his glory, his majesty, his power. For what he's done, he's saved us and redeemed us and called us his children. It's standing in delight and awe, trembling before him, treasuring him. It can be painful to fear God this way because it it requires us to put to death our selfishness and our egos and to lift God up into the rightful place he deserves to be in, far above us. That's where wisdom begins. 
We can fear all kinds of things, can't we? Fear what people think about us, fear about our achievements. But there's only one fear that puts all other fears into perspective. It's the fear of the Lord. And I wonder whether if we feared God a little bit more, perhaps we would fear our insecurities and our troubles just a little bit less. Now, if you're here and you're not a Christian, that fear of God is a fear of terror. Because the Bible says you are enemies with God. But if you're here and you are a Christian, that fear is not a fear of terror. It's a fear of joyful trust because you have been forgiven through Jesus. You see the difference? So how do we go from a fear of terror to a fear of joyful trust? It's through the wisest man who ever lived, Jesus Christ. If you are here and even if you're not a Christian and you're here tonight, I'm sure you've read before accounts of Jesus' life and his teaching. I'm sure you'd agree he was a wise guy. Colossians says that in Jesus is hidden all the treasures of wisdom. And he went and died on a cross, which seems like complete foolishness. But actually, it was the wisdom of God on display. Because as he died there, he was dying for your sin and my sin. He was dying for every foolish thing you've ever thought or said or done. And I've done some foolish things. He was making a way for us to be friends with God, forgiven, in a relationship with God. And so if you trust Jesus, the fear of God is a fear of knowing of, of, of joyful obedience, serving him not out of terror, but out of delight and joy because we are forgiven. We are his children. You see, wisdom is a person. It is Jesus Christ. The fear of the Lord begins with trusting and following Jesus, serving him, living for him, hearing his voice. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. It is because of him that you're in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Let me ask you, have you trusted Jesus? Have you placed your trust in Jesus? It really is the wise life, and it is the best life. It is life to the full, the life you were made to live. So we've seen what wisdom is, the skill of living well in God's good creation. We've seen where we find it, the fear of the Lord. And lastly, how do we grow in it? Because we all got to grow. Remember, it's a lifelong pursuit. Firstly, we need to listen to God by reading the Scriptures. It's not very radical, but we forget how incredible it is that we have this book, that God would speak to us through his word. In here is all the treasures of wisdom. For whatever life circumstance you face, 
God may not address it specifically. Here's what you should binge watch tonight on TV, which job you should take, where you should live. But there's wisdom in here for every situation you face. Do you read God's word? Do you love it? Do you crave it? Do you remember what Jesus said? Matthew chapter 7, I think it's up on the screen. He said this, Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. What's he saying? You want to be wise? You want to have your life built on a solid rock, solid foundation, so that no matter what trials or storms come, you stand firm. Then build your life on the word of God. Don't just hear God's word, but put it into practice. That is the wise life. Do you have a plan this year, 2023, to spend time in the Word of God? There's always something more to discover, more wisdom in here to mine. Maybe for you, your first step, if you're out of the habit of reading the Scriptures, maybe for you, it's just reading a verse a day and finding a little devotional that has a little paragraph about it. That's okay. It's a great place to start. Or maybe for you, your goal this year is to read the whole Bible cover to cover, takes about 20 minutes max on the average reading pace to read through the whole Bible. The goal isn't, of course, to get through the plan. The goal is just to spend time hearing God speak. Can you be, are you going to be intentional at that this year? It's the path of wisdom. Second way to grow in wisdom, again, it's not very radical. It's be part of a church. Be part of a church, ideally this church, but, but any church that loves Jesus. This is what Brett McCracken says. He says, especially in our unwise age, attaching oneself to the church, the global, growing, 2,000-plus-year-old body of Jesus Christ on earth can be like finding a lighthouse when you're lost in a raging sea. I love the church. I love gathering with God's people. And I love hearing the wisdom of God's people. The wisdom of God preached or sung or prayed. The wisdom of God as we talk to each other after church and spur each other on. That's why I love being a part of a connect group. Big plug for connect groups. I love gathering on a weeknight and opening the scriptures and, and, and hearing the wisdom of other brothers and sisters in Christ and, and them apply God's word into my life and their observations and their wisdom and insight. I love the church. And also when you're part of a church, there'll be times when actually you will be challenged. Someone might challenge you or um, rebuke you or correct you. I say to you, hey, I'm not sure this is the right path or a wise decision, or I'm not sure you're obeying God in this area, or whatever it might be. Can I say, when that happens, our gut reaction is self-defense, isn't it? We, we, we want to justify ourselves. But the wise person is humble enough to welcome correction. I know it's hard. It's a blow to our pride. But that's wisdom. It was there in our second reading, Proverbs 9, 
Uh, verse 7. Whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers or they'll hate you. Rebuke the wise and they'll love you. A wise person welcomes rebukes and, uh, and correction. They, they long to be made more like Jesus. They long to be spurred on in the path of godliness. A foolish person is too proud to listen. I've had to make a few big life decisions even just in the last few weeks and found a few godly friends and mentors and I asked them what they thought I should do and, and God spoke through them. God, God gave me wisdom through them. God gives wisdom through his people. Do you do that? Let's say if you're dating someone right now, why don't you just find some close friends who, friends, don't find enemies, friends, who love you and care for you and are wise themselves, don't find anyone who's an idiot or something like that, find someone who's wise, and say, oh, wait, do, you, do you think I should keep dating this person? Do you think I should marry him? Or if you're weighing up a job opportunity, ask some, ask some mentors, ask some wise Christians. And if all of them say, no, you shouldn't date, I'm not sure it's wise to date this person. I mean, look, they could all be wrong. You know, they're not God. But it would be foolish to not even seriously consider what they say. Isn't that right? The wise person longs to be corrected and to, to hear the wisdom of others. So to grow in wisdom, it's being part of a church. And lastly, and real simply, if we want to grow in wisdom, ask God. Ask God. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding faults, and it will be given to you. That's a prayer God longs to answer, loves to answer, when you ask for wisdom. God, I'm not sure how to deal with this tension in my relationship. Would you give me wisdom? God, I'm, I'm not sure which... Where to, where to buy a place? Should I buy this property? God, would you give me discernment in how I spend my money? God, would you give me wisdom about how I invest my time? God, would you give me insight? God, would you place people in my life who, who, who give me godly advice? Would you protect and guard me from sin and keep my path straight? Yeah, great prayers to pray. So do you want to win at life? <laughs> Choose wisdom. There is a choice that is facing every single one of us daily. You heard it in our second reading, Proverbs 9. I'm not going to really look at it in detail, but wisdom is personified as a woman, lazy wis uh, la lady wisdom, not lazy wisdom, lady wisdom. And uh, foolishness is personified as, as you call, it, call a lady folly. And, and, and they're both there and they're throwing a banquet, and they're inviting us to come over for a meal. And we've got a choice. Where are we going to have a feast? At the wisdom house or the foolish house? And as you read this description in Proverbs 9, one of the banquets, the banquet of wisdom, leads to life. The banquet of folly leads to death. Which invitation are we going to take? 
But Jesus has has extended an invitation to every one of us to choose him, to choose wisdom, serving him, fearing him, loving him, obeying him, bearing fruit in every good work, listening to his voice, being part of his people. That is the good life. Let's pray together. Lord, please forgive us for the times in which we have been proud and wise in our own eyes. Help us to fear you above all else. Help us to trust you with all our heart, to lean not on our own understanding, but submit to you. We thank you for Jesus Christ, your son, in whom are all the treasures of wisdom. We thank you for his death on that cross, the grand display of your wisdom for all people. We pray you would make us more like him day by day. We pray this in Jesus' name.